All right, welcome to The Manifest Mindset with Bob Chang and Nick Davis. Um, this is our first ever podcast episode, and we're just going to talk about our life and, and this mindset journey that we're on. Um, we're going to introduce ourselves first. So my name is Bob Chang. Um, currently, I'm a student at Ithaca College. Uh, I'm a physical therapy student, and my dreams and aspirations are is to start a business. Uh, my goals right now, and the whole reason why we're doing this podcast is for me and Nick to talk about our goals and how we can be accountable to each other. Um, so what we can do in the future to ensure that we do reach these goals. A little bit of a backstory before Nick introduces himself. Um, last week we talked, I asked Nick to come to me and do some sort of accountability uh, training with me. Basically, I asked him um, if, do you wanna talk more about it? Absolutely, so I'm yes. gonna introduce myself before yes. I get started. My name is Nick Davis. I'm also a physical therapy student in my last year at Ithaca College. Um, I'm a native from Ithaca, been around here since I was five years old, and absolutely love the place and love the opportunity of learning PT. Um, my goals is I'm not as interested in owning my own business in the immediate future. What I want to do is become an ex expert orthopedic clinician and I may co-own a business in the future, but what I really want is to get into education and give back into teaching students and do a lot of, um, in my mind, fun. I mean, we live in a great time. We are a fantastic profession. And to give back to the profession to teach hands-on skills, clinical reasoning for other young developing clinicians, whether in school or in the first few years, are my dreams of what I want to go after. But what my good friend here, Bob Chang, was alluding to, I'm opening up my wallet and pulling out a little slip of paper that is a check. This is the first check that has ever been written to me that I have not wanted to cash in. <laughs> and just for the authenticity of the check, I'm going to start reading out his bank account number. No, I'm kidding. I won't do that. <laughs> um, but I have a check from Bob Chang written for $300. No date, no nothing. But it's a check written to me for the sake of this accountability. See, Bob has some awesome dreams, awesome aspirations, but he confided in me that he was struggling a little bit during his busy clinical this summer that he was on with how do I do my work as a PT and developing myself and going after everything while keeping that same exact motivation for my business plan. And so he was looking to me for accountability. And it's basically like a game. It turns this whole lofty, long-term goal thing into little sprints. And so it's a week or a two-week whatever check-in. And what happens is Bob writes me a check. I mean, really, I can't lose. I want Bob to do great. And I really want Bob to do great. But if not, I happen to get some money. So Bob writes me a check. And we set a date for our next, our next check-in time. At our next check-in time, we talk about the goals we set what Bob wants to achieve out of those, and if we met those or not. And friends, that's where we are now. Bob and I met last week, exactly a week from now, and now we're going to talk. So I'll let Bob take it away a little bit, talk about, again, what he wants to do for his business and the goals that he set forward. Wow. I like this. This is good. This is <laughs> I enjoyed this so far. Um, yeah, no, just, just to like catch everybody up, or this podcast up, 
Um, last week, my goals was to finish an online program. So my, my overall arching goal um, is to, to start an online coaching business while I'm still in school. And then eventually, as I graduate, I want to start my own physical therapy clinic um, where the online business and the physical therapy clinic can combine together. So right now, that's what I'm really working on uh, for that online portion. Um, what I told Nick about my goals was to have fully crafted out my program, my three-month coaching program that I'm going to offer to people to, to sell. And I'm still testing it out. Um, and guys, I just want to interrupt for one second. We, Bob and I haven't checked in before this. This is completely live. I actually have no clue whether he made it or not, what he's done. So this is just as exciting for me, if not more, than it is for you. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at this. This is great. I, I love this. I love this. But, um, yeah, so far, I think I, I did it. I, All I right. Did, um, Let's hear about it. Yeah, so basically what I wanted to get out from this was um, – so every week, I was going to put out videos to people to for the coaching program. So it's a 12-week coaching program, three-month coaching program. Fantastic. And every week, uh, I was going to send them some sort of video. And i always been, like, lazing off, not putting, like, videos on, the like, some sort of website to give to people. Okay. Um, so last week, the other day, two days in a row, I, I was just sitting in my room in my underwear with a dress shirt on. And I was just recording... Talk about vivid imagery. <laughs> just just uh, t talking to a camera for 12 hours, recording, re-recording. Um, and, and I could say that I recorded all 12 videos and any, and any reruns that I needed to record, I recorded all of them and I put them on the website. And this is something that like, I've been putting off for a while. Um, so I'm really excited to get that done. Um, so Nick really kept me accountable. But one thing that I haven't been so so the goal was to, to finish the videos and create the program um, but one thing that I really haven't been working on is, is the email system along with the the program itself okay um, the, the, so basically every every time somebody gets a, a video they would also get an email along with it um, that I haven't really been focusing on okay um, I got the videos down which was pretty much the $300 capability thing absolutely um, so you unfortunately don't get the check. Catch, no, catch fortunately, fortunately, I don't get the check. The money is, guys. I'm handballed the check right back. It's in so, his hands now. Yeah. Um, so I've been working on that. It's been great. Um, and one thing that I also wanted to do with this was to to get people into the client uh, into the program itself and yep. like get some clients. Um, that was like a, a huge roadblock for me, and I don't know if, if we can work through that. And if you can give me some tips, if we could just talk about it. Absolutely. Um, basically, I have this, like, really big fear of, like, selling people. I don't know if you, like, you feel it as well. And tell me about that fear because I think that in, at least in American culture, what I'm familiar with, there's a stigma for selling. Selling a lot of times is synonymous with fake or fraud or not giving the full picture. Um, yeah, tell me about your fear with that, Bob. Yeah, no, it's... A big part of it is like I'm selling this coaching program and I feel like sometimes I'm a fraud for like selling the program and like maybe it's not really worth the other person's time but I, I know that like the information that I'm putting into the program is like 100% worth it and yeah. like it will bring so many results but like there's just always this internal like fear 
Um, I don't know if that makes sense. It absolutely does, and especially, you know, when we're going through not only our physical therapy school training. Yeah, so I'll really quick. Yep. I don't know if, like, the, the table will, like, bring, like, any sort of vibrations oh, to the audio. Okay. But, um, Sorry, guys. I'm a very, uh, you know, physical therapist, physical talker, physical everything. I will hit it on the table here. I'm going to back my hands way off. But we're talking about how the, the sphere of uh, the sphere of selling. Yeah. And you said uh, in, in the American culture is, like, com- people think of it as, like, fraud. Absolutely. And then, Even when you have something of value to present, like yeah. you said. Um, can you just for, I mean, oneself as for a reminder for myself, but also for people on the podcast who may be listening in, can you talk more about when you talk about people will get results? What are the results you're looking for people or, I mean, just like any physical therapy intervention we may do, we have certain rationale for why we do it. We have things we find in our tests and measures and observation. Yeah. And from there, we have a specific targeted intervention that we do. Talk about, and for a reason, for a goal. And that's a lot of the process we go through a lot of the time. So for you and the people you want to be helping, what are those results that you're looking to get? So my, my like, super big goals are just, like, so it's, it's, a, it's a fat loss transformation, right? Yep. That's basically what the, the three months are. And, and when I try to promote it, I have this really hard time, like, promoting to people. So I promoted it one day, and then... There was some interest. I reached out to them, told them the price, and then the, that's where that selling like fear came in, and like I couldn't really sell to them. Um, and after I told them the price, I gave up. Okay. And like on average, I was reading a book. It takes eleven contacts for somebody to, to sell. And to what somebody. do you what do you exactly do you, by contacts do you mean like it has to be like one on one like direct interaction or just familiar with the idea? Well, like. If you can reach out to them like 11 times. Yep. Um, and that's when they actually start listening to you. Y- yeah. Among some of the chaos of advertisement and all this other stuff that we're bombarded with all the time. Yeah, but like where I feel like I mess up is like I give up after the first or second try. Okay. Like on average it takes 11 contacts like reaching out to people, talking to engage- and engaging them for 11 times. Yeah. For them to actually buy something from you. Um, whereas it's just, I just easily give up and, and that's something like I want to work on and to, to be like more persistent. Absolutely. Cause like overall, like I'm a pretty like mellow guy and like people, I don't want to say like I'm not aggressive or like dom- dominant yep. cause like, oh, that that's, I, I don't think I am. And like, I want to be more of that cause I, I feel like that, that fits into like more of the business stereotype. So being assertive when you feel like you need to be yeah but like i don't know if that's like the right because like we hear everybody talking about how we got we want to be ourselves yeah you got to be yourselves like i don't know if i'm cut out to be in like the business because that that's like a big internal fear of mine and that's why i fear this the selling part i don't know if that made any sense yeah it does and it's an interesting question to pose because what we're really getting at is can I both be true to myself and my identity in every way and also fit this idea and client expectation of what this will likely be like as far as are they expecting you to be a certain kind of business person 
another follow-up question that I don't even necessarily know the answer for, but if it takes a certain kind of quote-unquote business person to have this sort of assertive mindset and you feel like you don't fit into that, is that wrong? Which I don't think so. Or does it call that you may need a slightly different approach? And I don't totally know that answer either. Um, you know, I think absolutely we have to be ourselves and we have to, using the word again, we have to sell ourselves and sell what we're trying to give and be a part of because, I mean, Bob, you spent hours and hours and hours brainstorming ideas for this business and this and that and nuances of it, creating these programs, and I think they're fantastic. But just because you try, and this is something that's going to be great for our listeners too, just because you try something a few times and it doesn't work, it doesn't mean you stop. I mean, I think of the classic example of, let's say, a patient with a past shoulder injury that has excess, and I mean, you as physical therapy students, you've seen this excessive upper trap activation. More than they should have. It's a pain response, among many other complicated issues. And just because you've done a few things of cueing, of trying to integrate that, visit one to visit two, they're not going to have extreme upper trap activation to very minimal and appropriate upper trap activation. It takes repeated intentional efforts on their behalf, and it takes repeated intentional efforts on our behalf as clinicians to work on motor learning with them. Okay. And so just like that, I, I always like drawing analogies to patients because that's how I think. I think in stories with people. And so if we can apply some of that persistence to this business model where you, again, you've read it in the book, it takes 11 times. And that's easy to read in a book, but when I think about that, I mean, okay, like I need 11 heartbreaks before this thing works. Like that's that's a load yeah. to carry every time. But if <clears throat> But if we treat that as normal what's expected, then it's almost not even, the first few times you get denied, it's not even really a failure. It's, okay, this is normal. How can I help get the people I'm reaching out to familiar with what I'm trying to do? Right. Maybe if, like, I change that mindset of, like, I need to reach out. They need to reject me ten times before I should actually feel something, like, negative. I don't know if that's where you're getting at. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, Where you change that internal response where it's it's not this automatic binary of the first time they say no. The first time they say no doesn't necessarily really mean no. It might mean they don't have enough information. And down the road, it may be no, it may be yes. We don't know that yet, but we have to continue to invite them in. Okay. But yeah, exactly the mindset you were talking about where, you know, you don't have this down negative mindset within yourself. For the first ten times, that makes. I think that makes a lot of sense. Maybe, I, like, I could create a, like a list. Okay. And then like put people's names on them, like people. Like in an names. Excel file or something. Yeah, and then track how many times I've been rejected by them. Yep. And then I'll actually have like a concrete number, like 
for myself. I like that. Um, there's, I don't know if that makes sense. I feel you. bad because I'm forgetting the book and the person, which does nothing for anybody right now. But there is a story of um, this person, a CEO of a company, that they practiced being rejected. I'm sure you guys can look this up on YouTube or something. But anyways, this person would go around asking and doing things that they were anticipating getting rejected. Intentionally doing things or asking questions where they were almost certain they would be rejected. Just to get more comfortable being rejected. And I think they tried it for like 100 days in a row or 100 different things or something like that. And at the end of that period, they weren't afraid of rejection anymore. It was, okay, this is a, rejection's a daily thing for me. But rejection doesn't mean denial of self. It just means that one group of people may or may not approve of your idea in that one specific moment in their life. You're right. Yeah. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. I think, like, just talking about it, like, really just helped me, helps me get over that, get hump. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I was I was at, a, like, a live webinar the other day, and there was this guy, and this just, like, came into my memory. There was this guy talking about how our feelings of, like, being rejected and then that, that, that discomfort of being rejected yep. is, like, wearing goggles, like, wearing virtual reality goggles. Okay. And then um, once you have those goggles on, you think that everything in reality is from that feeling. So, like... Yep. Um, Where the emotion is the lens for which you look look around in the world. Yeah, yeah, and like everything you do is based on that one emotion. Even if you're having like good results, yep. like objectively, that's what those goggles are making you feel like. So you're saying if you're used to putting yourself feeling down because you've been rejected on the first few attempts, then you're not truly approaching the business or what you're trying to sell or just anything, what you're going after in life, you're not approaching that with the right attitude or the right way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and I need to like, somehow really need to like manage to shift um, that mindset of it's okay to get rejected like yeah. multiple times and, and it's, that's the process. Um, well, because and, Right. And that, that happens all the time. And, you know, you think about, I can think of a few people who are bold enough to just apply to one job when they graduate and stuff because that's their dream job and it, for them it's a all or nothing, complete bust or not. But when you go out after you graduate and you will look at jobs, potential jobs, potential employers and look at what is the ideal environment for me, you're very likely and I would recommend not just applying to one job. You'll apply to many different good possibilities for yourself. And because it is normal to be rejected occasionally. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that, that's one of my like biggest fears so far. But um, I feel like this really helped like overcoming that. I guess. Great. Um, but another two things that I'm like really struggling with, if, if that's okay to like talk yeah, about. Yeah, please go ahead. If, if anything you want to talk about. Um, no, that was everything for this moment. Yeah, that okay. makes sense. Yeah, so uh, two of my biggest fears besides like getting rejected and not having clients in my program, even though like I worked hard, I guess, for it. Um, and it doesn't matter like how hard I work 
if there's nobody there to like receive it and I just need to like really shift that attitude that I can get people even if they rejected me yeah um to keep on asking and reaching out to more people because that's something I'm I'm lacking I've been good on the content consistency game so I've been posting content like very consistently but like one thing that I'm poor at is is reaching out to people and call to actions Okay. Call to actions are basically at the end of like a post, an Instagram post. Yep. It says like, like this post if you agree or comment, blah, blah, blah. So it's exactly what it says. It calls someone to do something in response. Yeah. And then that promotes engagement. Yep. And I feel like I need to do more of that plus reaching out to people. Yep. Um, and then getting rejected over and over um, again. But two, two of my like really big fears is that's on my mind lately is like when school starts yeah, I. This just stops like everything I've been doing. Similar to how in the, um, this last summer with the clinical you had. Yeah. How you were good at first, but then it started tapering down. Yeah, that's what I fear the most right now. Yeah. Um, because right now, like you said, you have the time and intensive energy to put into it. Yeah. And. So, you've been doing, so you've been doing posts and videos and things promoting, this right? Do you? How, what do you do as far as communicating about, I'm Bob Chang, this is what I'm about, this is who I am? Do you get onto that a lot? Do you talk about yourself much through it? No, not, not really. And that's, that's what I wonder if that could be something good to at least include in part of it. Huh. Because, I mean, for me, oh, just for background for everybody too, we're both also personal trainers. Yeah. And we've had um, a good amount of clients in the past and everything. Going a side tangent for a second, talking about the rejection. I had a lady that I worked with recently that said, you know what, Nick? I love this. You're good at what you do. But me and my husband work totally different schedules. I don't get to see him as much. The quote-unquote gym is not my thing as much. Like, you do a good job, but it's just not me. She had these old, dusty workout DVDs in her house that... She would rather do that because it allows her time to be with her husband, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. So, of course, I stay in touch with her and try and, you know, make sure she's still doing well. She still has that accountability to that. She's enjoying that. And while there could be initial reaction to be, me being rejected and, you know, people might say, well, why do you keep reaching out if she's never going to come back to you? <coughs> it does, to a certain extent, it doesn't matter if she doesn't come back to me or not. It's about she's enjoying her life and she's getting healthier. And she's enjoying time with her family, which is awesome. So some of it, too, is re... Well, of course, you want the gratification of your specific business helping people. Maybe it's good to also understand that what you do can also have an impact beyond what you can initially measure, too. Um, but the, yeah. the reason I, I brought up personal training was that, and even with that, especially with physical therapy... A lot of the personal connection, a lot of the reason you do things with a, even a sports coach sometimes, is chemistry. There is charisma and there's chemistry involved where I don't necessarily care who, like, who says something and why they say something. Um, you can have the same amount of great content, which I agree. I think your content is fantastic. But if they don't know the person behind that, and if they don't know why you're doing what you're doing, 
there's almost that emotional disconnect because in our minds we connect on so many different levels to intellectually, emotionally, and all these different systems within our brain, within our brain chemistry yeah. that say, okay, this could be something I'm about. Because ideally what you're trying to look for in clients for your business is people, are people where they can get to the point where they can say part of my identity is to be a part of this, is to pursue my health, is to pursue my weight loss goals. So what I'm curious, and again, it's a very roundabout way of getting to it, Bob, but what I'm curious about is during the school year, is it okay in your mind to maybe not necessarily do less with the business, but reframe it where you talk about, hey, this is what I'm doing right now. These are the things that I'm going after. This is a little bit more about me. And again, still talking about the business, still talking about the people, but working on creating those partnerships with people where it's almost more of a communication through a call to action. That makes, so you, you touched upon um, like your client and then you've been reaching out to her and like she has time with her husband now. Yeah. Right. Um, and then you mentioned like, why do you keep on reaching out to her even though she's never going to be your client? And like you said, as long as I get to help her, um, then it's like worth it in the end. Right. And. I feel like if I stop posting content mm -hmm. or if I stop doing what I'm doing, then I won't be able to help people. Okay. Yep. Like if somebody, if some random person just decided to, to read my post yep. and started to lose weight and that changed their life, I mean, I wouldn't know, but I, I, I would change somebody's life. Yeah. Right. But like if, if I stop posting, or like if I stop doing what I wanted to do, then the influence stops as well. Then everything just stops, yeah. and I can't help anybody. Yeah. Right? Um. So I think a big part of it is me realizing that if I stop, I won't have a change. I won't have a chance to like make an impact. I don't know if I'm I'm going off of what you were saying. No, it, like, it makes sense and it follows it. And you're, you know, that's the. The question about, it's a question for all of us, when a significant obstacle, in this case time and concentration, yeah. is, I don't really want to use the words in your way because school is helping too, yeah, yeah. but when, it, when there's a significant obstacle in front of your dream, your vision, your goal, yep. how do you respond? You just got to go for it. You just got to go head on, right? And you just got to go for it. And that's what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, because like I, I have aspirations and dreams that I want to achieve. Yeah. And it takes time and work, right? So. Always. One thing that I, that I talked about like recently on my post is like, when are you going to start your weight loss journey? Like there's always going to be things happening in life. Yeah. So. Yeah, the idea of there's never a perfect moment. Yeah, there's never a perfect you're right. There's never a perfect moment. So why not today? Or like, why not like during school? Because I know when I graduate and I want to start like an online business, I'm still going to make that excuse of, oh, I'm working now. I don't have time. Right. 
Right. And there, you can always, sometimes you don't even have to look, but you can always find a reason why not to do something. You're right. That's why I got to do it. And that's, that's the cool thing that, I mean, I appreciate your insight, Bob, and I like what you're going after because the, it's interesting drawing the parallels to what you're trying to teach some of these clients you're taking on yeah. about there's no perfect time. You sometimes you just gotta, you know, when do I start? No, you start. When do I do this? You do it. When does this happen? You do it. Yeah. And you will find success, it sounds like, from taking the same advice you're giving them. Yeah. Which is which is the ultimate <laughs> That is crazy. Which oh is God. the ultimate of accountability. Right. If if you can do to the highest level what you are trying to bring to others, that's the ultimate form of accountability. You're right. That, wow, it's like practicing what you preach, right? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, no, that's great. Like the other day I was talking to, I was listening to a podcast and, and he was talking about how like personal trainers can grow their online business. Yep. And he was talking about how like, if you're telling your clients to eat your vegetables every single day and they don't, that's like you not posting content or like reaching out to people every single day. You're, you're like that client that doesn't eat their vegetables. Yep. Um, so it's all about like eating your vegetables consistently yep. for like good good weight loss and good uh, like fat loss to happen. Yep. Um, and that parallels to posting content every single day. Consistency. Consistency. Eating your vegetables or posting content will lead you to some sort of results. Yep. And... Um, like like he told me I was talking to the, the guy who runs the podcast. Yep. Like is is he's uh his name is Jordan Syatt. Okay. Um and what's the name of his podcast? Remember? Oh, it's okay. The, the Unicorn Magic Podcast. <laughs> Never would have guessed. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I he's he's like uh do you know Gary Vaynerchuk? No, I'm not familiar. But he, he's basically his personal trainer. And okay. Like he he walks him around and like he has his own online business. Yep. Um and he he gave me a challenge, like if I can post every day yep. on social media twice a day yep. for ninety days straight, like long form post wise. Yep. He would give me a shout out on his um, stories. There you go. And so far, it's been like it's, I think it's day sixteen nice. where I've been posting every day consistently. And you've done it twice a day. I've been doing it three times a day now. So. <laughs> I like it. So, so still got to hit ninety days, but yeah, it's it's. But again, school hasn't started yet, so yep. like uh, I feel that's still like a big mental roadblock. Yep. E- either um, I define time, either cutting out other things like maybe my job or like um, stuff like that that takes time up, so I can focus on it or, or sleep. Yes, I've been getting eight hours of sleep. Like, I could get seven. Yeah, I mean that's that's normal, right? I, I don't know how, how many hours. You, or what, what do you think of that? I mean, so it depends a lot, and there's a. Uh... You know, with anything in life, there are moments of fluctuation. Yeah. I'm probably more like six and a half to seven. I should be eight and a half for myself. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's the challenge of having a mind that's, I want to go. I want to accomplish. I want to dream. I want to do. And I mean, Bob, you know me. I'm, I love moving. I love being active. And I mean, I could, I could just play all day. I love the stuff that I do, but... You know, I could do half PT, half just be on the playground all day or play sports or whatever. Yeah. And so I feel like I've got a mindset and I bring my physicality there through my mindset with 
nutrition and exercise and meditation and all this other stuff have me primed, ready to go. So for me sometimes, yeah, I do cut the sleep a little bit. Yeah. But other times I'm, I need to remind myself to, okay, life is balanced for a reason. Let's bring the balance back to the other side of it. That makes sense. Yeah. I like it. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it. I'm going to... And, Somehow. And so here's the thing. What <coughs> I like the accountability you have with this and the external accountability you seek out of people, whether it's, you know, this, because I'd never heard of putting money down for this kind of stuff before, um, but I think it's a great idea. And you had a quote. What was the quote about paying that you said about? You got to pay to pay attention. You got to pay to pay attention. Gotta and pay so attention. you got to you gotta put something of value up. And that doesn't always mean for our listeners and everything, you got to pay to pay attention. That doesn't always mean that you've got to put money down or you've got to put a physical object or experience down. You know, for me with some of the accountability, when I went to get my CSCS, my Certified Strength Conditioning Specialist Certification, that sounds redundant saying that, but the first thing I did when I was looking to study for it is I went to my academic advisor, who he has a background in sports and spinal therapy. Who's this? Um, Dr. Buck. Dr. Buck. Yep. Um, and But he has a CSCS. Yeah. So I went to him, talked about strategies for studying it, preparing myself, whatever. Did I really need to talk to him about what were the best strategies? Yeah, maybe I got a pearl or two here and there. But what it was really about was I was telling someone else what I was going to do. Because there are tons of moments and times where I do not feel like doing what I do. But... I less feel like many others disappointed in me for what I don't do that I say I do. So a lot of my drive is externally manifested in integrating what I do with my identity. Because if I mentally in my head say, oh, I am a certified strength conditioning specialist, then to not be that is not just me saying like, oh, I'm not feeling it. No, to not do that is saying it's not part of my identity. And to deprive myself of my identity is more painful than just not to do it. So it's worth the cost. And just like for me, um, so I'm a last year physical therapy student, I want to be going into an orthopedic residency program for additional intensive training after I graduate. I've already got that locked in in my mind. Now I've got my top choices down, I've done the research and that kind of thing, I'll continue to do that and continue to learn until I approach that. But I've got that locked in my mind. So if I don't get it, it's a insult and it's a deprivation of my identity. And so what happens is, as humans, we have a couple of motivations. We have the motivation to seek pleasure and we have a motivation to avoid pain. And again, this is, this whole thing, this whole podcast might be a big tangent, who knows, but I think it's an important tangent. But the, I want to avoid the pain of depriving myself of my identity of who I am and depriving myself of the opportunity. And I want to seek the pleasure of achieving my goals. And so I'd encourage, you know, you, Bob, for your dreams with your business, which I think you already are doing than anybody here listening to this podcast, even with something small, even if it's 
you know, a tiny little goal you want to, you haven't been exercising, you want to exercise two times a week to start out, just to get yourself moving, or to watch TV for half an hour less a day, whatever it may be. Think about the motivation of one, avoiding the pain, and two, seeking the pleasure for that specific goal. And when you have both those elements of human psychology working for you, it's incredible how your priorities over time, over how you talk about Bob, the word consistency, over consistent effort, it's impressive and incredible how that starts to shift. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to be listening to this podcast like by myself, like over again. <laughs> I like it. Because this is good. I like this. This well, is big things. I, I see big things. We've always got to keep that uh, beginner's learner's mentality. Yeah. And it's all about, yeah, I mean, the, the more and more I get exposed to different things in life, a variety of experiences, you practice the fundamentals. Yeah. And the fundamentals start in the mind. This is weird. It feels like, like, well, for me at least, I, I yeah. know like exactly what to do, but like, there's just something blocking me. What is that something? Just like I guess, I guess this mindset that I'm afraid of. What if I don't do it? Like, yeah. what if I, what if I fail? Yeah. What if, like, what if this is all like a waste of money? What if I fail and, like, I drop out of PT school? What if I... All these, like, these nagging thoughts. Um, but, I mean, that's why we're here and that's why we're, we're talking about it, to, like, overcome them, right? Right. To, like, and that's why you're, uh, you're paying me off for that, to write me these checks, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, no, I, I guess that's where, like, all the, all the books, the podcast, everything... Yeah. Comes in. Um, yeah, I don't know where, where are we on with time. Oh, we've, probably, we've probably been talking for a while. Maybe 20 minutes? Yeah, may, probably longer. Okay, yeah. I was going to, I want to talk about my, my next goal. Absolutely, that's that what I we're wanted. here for. So let's uh, let's talk about, one, how long this check-in period is going to go. Uh, then, two, when we're going to make it this happen, what the goals you want are. All right. I, I just have one goal because I, I just want to focus on one thing now. I like it. Um, but I want to do a live webinar. Okay. Next Thursday. Next Thursday. Next Thursday at 8 p.m. At 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Next Thursday. What's the date? If you look up the date. Uh, let's see. Uh, next Thursday. Next Thursday, 8 p.m. Is. It's the 23rd. Next Thursday, the 23rd of August, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> Live webinar. Bob, what's this webinar going to be about? I don't know. I, there's nothing. I haven't done it yet. That's, okay. That's the, that's the... Now, on a, uh, on a similar vein of committing to something you haven't done yet. Yes. Can you talk um, just, I mean, I'm familiar with it, but for the people listening to the podcast, talk briefly about... Those, some of those specific goals last week about promoting, um, going ahead and promoting this thing that you're making for the business for the weight loss plan um, and talk about what the process was, both what you did for 
putting out videos to advertise it. I mean, because you, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but you put out a lot of videos to advertise that the program was releasing at this date, at this time, and yeah. you didn't even have most of the program done yet. Right. So, so what, why is that? Why did you commit to doing something and saying it will be released on this date when you didn't even have the majority done yet? For, for accountability. For accountability. That's it. For accountability. To, so that to if, if you tell all your customers and your clients and your, your people you're trying to reach that if it's ready at this date, it's got to be ready at that date. You're right. Oh, my God. You're right. Oh, you know what I'm going to do tonight? What are you going to do? Oh, this is a, all right. Let's see what we're going to do tonight. I am going to put a video, a live video on my, like, social media. Yep. Saying that I'm going to do a live webinar next Thursday. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard and, Time. And I'm going to say that I have nothing done. Yep. But I'm still going to do it. I like it. And are, I'm scared. Are, are you going to give people a topic or is that going to be like another video to give them a topic later? That's all I'm saying. I in, like in it. The, in the video. I like it. It sounds scary. It, it is scary. Yeah, exciting and scary at the same time. But it's something that I want to do and I, I'm going to do it. You know, for bold important decisions like those I think I would be more worried about people and more worried about you if you weren't nervous at all if you're completely confident cool calm collected like internally nonchalant about everything it would tell me two things one you're not invested enough and two you're not doing things that are going to promote growth because by the time that you are ever 100% prepared for an opportunity in life you don't need that opportunity anymore. Yeah. Why are you wasting your time with something that you can do easy? That's not giving you any growth in life. You know, that, you're right. If, if you're not under stress, you're not growing. They like say, yeah, right. I was watching like a motivational video the other day. And like okay. they said that for a diamond to, to be grown or yep. like to be made, it takes millions, tons of force. Yes. And you need to be stressed to become a diamond. That's true. So, But the great thing is that you don't need millions and tons of pounds of force to achieve some weight loss. You can just subscribe to Bob Chang's <laughs> program, and he'll make it easy along the way. Oh, man. No, I, that, that's it. I'm going to do a live video tonight. I like it. Just post it on social media. Okay. And then every day up to that webinar, I'm going to yep. promote it. Okay. Like I never promoted anything before. I like it. And that webinar... That live webinar might be a flop where yep. I stutter over myself. Yep. And but it'll be live and it'll be a webinar. But it'll be it'll be there. Okay. But um. Now is this is this another week where it's going to be? Okay, the check is pushed back over. This is it. This is the, the check, check is, is pushed being pushed over, over because okay. I need, want to get this webinar done. Yep. My goal is to do a webinar, a live webinar every week. Yep. For the, the entire year. Okay. That's what I want to do. I, I I'm not. Putting the no, we're not doing it there. That yet? We're doing the three hundred dollars again. Same check, guys. I have the check back over in my control, my power. Wow, this this is so fun. For three hundred dollars, yep, is not even monopoly money. This is legit money. <laughs> three hundred dollars for Bob Chang doing a webinar. Live webinar Thursday, Thursday, eight p.m. Next Thursday. Wow. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate this. It's been a complete blast of mind. I'm sure Bob is incredibly entertained, and we're going to make this fun.